I mean, how, how could they you were, not love them instantly? And they didn't even have probably their best, not probably their best offensive kid. I was like, in the alternate universe, I said, Caleb Sean is watching this. Like, Guys, we're fine. They've done this before. They did this, I mean, they've done it to great teams before. So it's just like, like I don't even know if that's really a big win for them. He is a leader on defense. I mean, this kid has a motor, man. I mean, you can just tell he gets into the game and he starts to defend and everybody just kind of rallies behind him. He's just, he's their leader. Like, he's everything for them. He's him. He's him. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. Your other host, Reyes, is here with me as always. It's a brand new year, and there was a bunch of brand new tournaments that were going on this past week. Honestly, there was so many, it was hard to keep up with. And we're going to do our best to kind of keep you guys updated on everything that was going on. We have injuries, we have awesome performances, we have thousand point performances, we even have small ball players that are headed over in Italy playing overseas. So we're going to talk about all of that here on this episode. But before we get into that, Big Ray, Happy New Year, dude. Dude, Happy New Year, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. You know, we're actually, we're recording this, full disclosure, on New Year's Eve. You know, we talked about how we left our families on Christmas morning to record the Christmas morning episode. You know, my kids are at home and my, my wife is at home and, you know, we're here grinding on the podcast. But, you know, we always do it for the pod. We do it for the pod, man. The grind literally does not stop. Do you have, do you usually do a lot of big stuff for New Year's Eve? I don't. I used to when I was like, a, not like a little kid, but like when I was younger. I used to do stuff when I was a little kid like crazy. We used to pop fireworks, but you can't pop fireworks in Arizona, at least where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, I mean, you can't, but people still do, right? Do Unless you? you're square. Do you? Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, we did. did. You we, actually we would go right to, now? Right now? Like, I'm talking about, like, did you do it this year? Did you pop fireworks this year? No, I didn't buy any fireworks this year. Okay. I normally buy, me and Emily normally go buy fireworks and stuff like that, and then we'll bring it to the hometown and just let them loose, dude. It's pretty fun. Best firework, go. What's your favorite firework? I don't even know by name. I remember like the little um, Ozzy the classic little dynamite little like teen little like the little red ones. I used the to always just love lighting ones? those. Huh? The little crappy ones. The little red ones. You know what I'm talking about? Like the little dynamite. I know what you're, dynamite. T- know what you're talking. You about. light them up real quick and you throw it at somebody and they just pops right there. Those are always pretty fun. I gotta um, say, big dog, that's kind of trash, dude. Well, I'm not done yet, dude. Let me. Finish. I asked for your favorite one. I didn't ask you to list off a bunch of fireworks. I was just saying that that was like one of my like childhood ones, just because like there was like this lady that used to like buy like fireworks from like New Mexico and then they like, bring it back to her place. Some underground so, stuff, huh? Underground, and then all of us little like kids would just go into like you know she'd be like selling fireworks and stuff like that. And so obviously you can buy like a fifty pack for like you know five dollars or something like that. It was lit. Dang, bro. But anyway, uh, probably the, I don't know the names, but you know the ones that like, the prof- not the professional ones, but like the ones that you drop and then it shoots out. The mortars? Yes. yes. Not the ones that you, not the, not the Roman candles. Those ones are always fun too. Did you ever do like a Roman candle like fight with your friends or I siblings? did. I did many of those. Dude, those were so scary getting hit in the back and stuff. But yeah, like the little mortars. That's I remember I got- lost my leg, dude. It's crazy. That's crazy. Shouts out to all the people with one leg. Um <laughs> But, like, the little mortars, when I first had it, I remember I was, like, in, like, middle school, and, like, my cousin told me to, like, hold it up, my older cousin, like, hey, hold it up and, like, shoot it in the air. Mm. And I was like, all right, and me being, like, a freaking idiot, right? I did. I held it in the air, and it wasn't, like, those little ones. It was, like, a, this is kind of weird. I'm glad, this is audio, right? It's all just audio. Okay, perfect, because, like, my hand, whatever. <laughs> it was, like, it was, it was, like, a bigger, like, mortar. Can you twist Launcher. your wrist really quick, just like for a second? Yeah, of course. Oh, and, <laughs> okay. And, and I held it with one hand, and I shot it, and it freaking knocked me on my butt, dude. It was crazy. That's wild, man. Yeah, it was yeah. You know, we we did. I think my favorite is mortars, <laughs> and I think mostly because one year we were shooting off mortars, and we got into this like competition with the house next to us. Like sure, we could yeah. shoot off like the most and the biggest ones. And I tried to shove, like, four of them in the same tube, and they all just, like, went up, and they, like, instead of shooting up into the sky, they went up, and they just That's stopped crazy. at eye level. They stopped at eye level, and they all just exploded, and it was like, it was crazy, bro. It was, it was scary hours, dude. 
Dude, we did scary hours. Dude, shouts out to those that did like fire firework wars with like your friends or family. Like mm-hmm. one time we used to do that, and like we did like a patch of like dead grass, and that was the craziest thing ever because they like caught on fire, and they us like you know eleven years like, oh shoot, like just like trying to like pat it out real quick. Yeah, dude. Give me a, a small ball school that you think is most likely to do fireworks together illegally. Illegally illegally oh man i mean that's tough i dude i feel like coach dry just goes and loads up on some fireworks hokey huh and he's just like watch this you know what i mean oh you gotta love it dude oh nothing but coach try man happy oh, new year's to coach try happy new year's to all the small ball coaches listening dude we Happy love and appreciate New Year's you guys. to all of you guys, man. You know, we, we love doing this podcast. We love all the support from you guys. And uh, we want to do a little bit of segment here where we talk about New Year's, at least a little bit. And, you know, there's so many tournaments that are going on here. And, Reyes, I think we should start by talking about maybe the Visit Mesa uh, tournament that was going on this past week. And, really, there was a bunch of teams. It was kind of hard because some of the scores in different times weren't posted and all that. But I did get to get some information here. So let's talk about the Visit Mesa, really just highlighting two teams. Okay, what do you want to start with? you want to start with Highland Prep, or do you want to start with uh, Valley Christian, your favorite school, bro, to talk about? Dude, let's go with the Honey Badgers, dude. Let's go two-way. Okay, so Honey Badgers, Highland Prep, they were in the Visit Mesa as well with Valley Christian and some other small ball teams. They went 2-2 two and two overall. They had wins over Red Mountain and Peoria. And just a couple a couple stats to throw your way of just some how some kids performed there. Uh, Cohen Hill had 17 points, five rebounds, five assists, five steals per game. Uh, he won Player of the Game in one of the games that they were in. Um, Terrell Green had 10 points per game, nine rebounds, three and a half blocks per game. Um, one Player of the Game award for one of them. Um, Darius McKnight, Nico Bay also played really great defensively. They really like held down the fort for Highland Prep and the Honey Badgers. Um, they did go two and two, which you know we talked about that. But this is some breaking news here in the small Let's ball scene. No, 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 no. That yeah, whatever. We Wait, we need our a, own like we need breaking to come news up with like a that. new like. I just thought of that like a uh, you know I don't know what it would be like, but we need to come up with. It's that. a mix of scary hours and like the what if sound. Maybe I'll just do them together. <laughs> no, nah, that was it's so no, stupid. It it. Uh, but breaking news in the small ball scene here, uh, Presley eBay, and I think it was the first game that they had in this tournament. Let me check here and make sure it is. Um, at the start of the second half of the first game, uh, Presley eBay broke his foot, um, just kind of uh, changing direction, planting, stopping. And um, he is going to be out estimated for about four to six weeks. But Presley eBay is out at Highland Prep. Per ASBP. Per ASBP. Reyes, let me just ask you this, big dog. And I can even... He's heating up! Highland Prep still has a good showing here at this tournament, going two and two and competing against good teams, right? Like, they do really well. They have wins over Red Mountain and Peoria. But what... Are you super concerned about the Honey Badgers after losing Presley eBay? And what does this mean for them moving forward? I think if it's four to six weeks, right... That's the whole month of January, so you're practically getting them back for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You look at the stretch they have left. The next three games is just a gauntlet. Rancho Solano, Arizona Lutheran, and Santan Charter. Dang. That's just a gauntlet. Now we can get we can break it down and like, you know, predict like what their record's gonna be with ever. Uh I'm not too worried about Highland Prep because they still have Terrell Green, Cohen Hill, Darius McKnight, all those players, right? Sure. Um obviously they do take a hit, right? Let's just call it what it is. Presley eBay is a perennial uh player in Arizona. Um, especially for small ball. Shouts out to small ball Arizona. Um, I think it would be disrespectful to say like they're gonna be just fine and they won't even mi- like they're gonna feel it. I mean, he's a perennial player. It's a huge hit. And I think I'm trying to like make it better than probably what it actually is, right? Um, that's a that's a huge loss for their team, especially for that four to yeah. six weeks. 
I mean, they are going to take care of like the bases, Phoenix, Northland Preps, Mountainside, you know, respectfully. Um, yeah. They do play Glendale Prep, which, you know, Glendale Prep right now is playing pretty tough overall. They're playing some pretty good ball as of late. So, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what could happen. But, I mean, like with Phoenix, Christian, Santan, all of them left on the schedule, it kind of leaves me with some worry just because we approach conference play now, right? Where yeah, I know. This is like the heat of everything where things <clears throat> are going to start really picking up, which we'll get into later. But, but yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. So, I, I think it's a pretty big loss overall for Highland Prep and hopefully a speedy recovery. Um, I wouldn't – I hope that he takes the necessary time, though, right? Because, you know, a lot of players, like – Right. The moment they get better or the moment they, they're cleared, they just jump right into it. You know what I mean? I hope he really just t- kind of takes his time with it. And I think we're we're not alone in saying this, but Presley eBay is going to have a huge, bright future of basketball. And there's more games that, to be there's more games left to be played. Right. He understands you know? that. I think Coach Hill understands that. I'm actually going to say this. I think the biggest positive in this whole thing is Coach Hill. Because he seems very much like the mindset that you would need in order to get through something like this. You know, just, I mean, he literally texted me or like later on in last week and he was just like, no pity parties, right? Like, we're, we're moving forward. We got a plan and we're going to keep getting better. And you know, he's going to have the right mindset for those kids. So, absolutely. And I think it's a great opportunity for the, not only the younger guys, but those role players to kind of step up, right? And become. Mm-hmm some of those key players that, you know, they might need moving down the stretch. Yeah, so Highland Prep, their next game that they have matched up, you mentioned it, but they're going to be playing against Rancho at home, but that's a little bit about them. For many people in their region, and especially for you small ball fanatics in the 2A, that news just maybe made you sit up like, wait, wait, that changes things, right? He's hurt. It does change things. Highland Prep's still one of the best teams and programs in the 2A. Let's talk about Valley Christian here at the Visit Mesa. Okay, because it's a little bit interesting. Valley Christian, they, from what I can see, went 2-2 two and two in the Visit Mesa. And from the outside looking in, you may just be like, oh, wow, they didn't play very well. But, Ray, you know who they were without. They were not at full strength. They, were, they were not missing at Luke all. Shaw. Where was Luke Shaw? Luke Shaw was cooking spaghetti in Italy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, you good, bro? Hit me like that. That was funny, dude. Dude, no, nah, he's in Italy right now. He's actually playing. Oh, let me rephrase that. He's playing basketball in Italy. Mm-hmm. If yeah. for those of you guys that do not keep it with small ball, you know where are you at right now? You should know this right now. This is not even new news. But mm. if you're first time hearing this, Luke Shaw is playing basketball in Italy, whipping up spaghetti. You know, flipping pizza dough in the air while right, he's breaking ankles. It was funny the, the first time. It wasn't as funny the second time. I wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> That's just you laughing. Right, okay, I got you. Um, yeah, he Luke Shaw got an invite-only tryout with the Italian 19-and-under team. And um, just, just a really cool opportunity for him to have to go out there and play. And I saw some things that were posted on social media about it, but it was in a different language, and I should have looked closer at it, but I didn't see it. But it was just super cool to see a small ball player in, like, an Italy uniform, like, just balling out and hooping. You know, I thought it was awesome. Um, Valley Christian plays without Luke Shaw. They go 2-2, two and two, and, I mean, they had so they had a really good showing competing without their leader and, and really their floor general, right, in a game – they had 11 threes in the first half, and they got some quality wins over some really quality teams and showed that they can still compete without him. They've showed once again, time and time again, that this is a team that is much more than just a Luke Shaw show. This is a complete basketball team that Hogs and Deborah have put together. Reyes, give me your percentage right now. What's your percentage that this team is going to get upset? Has it changed from last time to this time? What was my percentage? I think time. your percentage was like, I don't know. I think it was in the 30s or in the 40s. I think it was in the 40s. I, I'm going, I feel, I'm feeling a little bit better now at ease. I'm going to say a solid 30%. So 30% chance that you think that Valley Christian is going to get <coughs> upset in the playoffs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, and I disagree with you, obviously. Everybody who listens knows this. And Valley Christian fans are listening to this and they're just saying... Reyes, you know, I mean, and it's fair, right? We will, and we welcome it. Um, just be ready for the public enemy tees, guys. And if you guys do not buy them, you guys are not true haters. 
<laughs> so let's Fake. talk about this for a second, too. I did see that Luke Shaw surpassed 1,000 career points, and I think he did it a while ago. Uh, he moves up to number four all-time leading scorer in Valley Christian history. That's kind of crazy if you think about that. Um, and, you know, Luke Shaw comes in last Who's year. number one? That's what I want to know. Mm, I can tell you right now if you wait one second. One. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I was kind of surprised at how at how quick that went um, for a couple of reasons. But, I mean, he's so young, right? And he does, ah, oh, shoot, where is it at? Dang it, I don't, I don't remember where I had it. But there was somebody there with number one. I just don't remember from where. He was number one. Yeah, but um, hey, regardless. Press the Hossie Hossi button real quick. Does Luke for? Shaw attend the ASBP Senior Showcase? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this right now, bro. Like, this is if, a good hot seat question. You no, know, it is. If it, Luke Shaw, if you're listening to this, dude, like, if we send you an invite and, and you, you send us you, the middle finger and you snub us, man, I'm gonna be hurt. Legos are gonna be sent to your house. You know what? You're right. If Luke Shaw, if we send you an invite to the ASBP Senior Showcase and you say that you can't make it for whatever reason, even if it's a legitimate reason, you're going to get a Lego in the mail from us and you know what that means. So that's all I'm going to say. Shouts out to Valley, though. Shouts out to Valley. So, yeah. Anyways, um, another thing that I did see with uh, with Valley Christian is um, I got sent this thing from one of their coaches about some of the most efficient teams in the country offensively, overall offensive efficiency and points per possession. Valley Christian was number six. You uh, saw that synergy, right? Yeah, which is interesting, and I, I did some looking into that, and there are some ways to calculate points per possessions and things like that, which is cool. But anyways, we'll move on from this because, you know, we always talk about this behind closed doors, or I always talk about this. I feel like we could devote time to talking about Valley Christian every single week, but, you know... I feel like everybody would be like, all right, we get it. You know, Valley Christian's the favorite. But, ooh, 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 ooh. yeah. I mean, do. this is us talking about Valley Christian, saying how awesome they're doing, and they're they're doing some awesome things. Even with them, it's not like they're just kind of coasting. I mean, it looks like they're just poised and prepared to just take this 3 P. So that's all we're going to say. And, you know, I'm, they're my favorite to win the 3A, and it's theirs to lose. They also play. Their next game is going to be at Rancho. So talk about the gauntlet that Rancho's got coming right out of Christmas break, dude. We want Rancho. Literally, yeah, Rancho crazy. has a crazy. You want me to tell you that Rancho's next couple games? It's pretty wild. Go ahead. Let's do it. So they open up the new year with Valley Christian. Then they play Highland Prep. Then they will play Corona del Sol, which is a 6A. And then they'll play Arizona Lutheran. Dang, bro. That's tough. That's all like we in a week and a half. Is that Rancho. two weeks or a week and a half? Yeah. That's wild, bro. It's pretty bananas, dude. But hey, if anybody's up to it, it's Coach it's Trigg. Rich. Coach Trigg. Um, shout out to Coach Trigg. Right. Another team that I did get to see a little bit was Santan Charter. They're playing at the Damien Classic, which wasn't even listed on AZ Preps. It was a little different. It wasn't on their AZ Prep schedule or whatever. But they ended up going 3-1 and one in this thing. And, I mean, they're rolling just as normal. I mean, they haven't skipped a beat since their huge win over Gilbert Christian. And, really, they haven't skipped a beat all season. So they continue to dominate and show their true colors, right? Their next game is going to be at Ariti Prep. And I don't know if you have Santan Charter's schedule pulled up. But if you if you don't, can you? What I'm curious about is what team do you think is the next big challenge for Santan Charter? Like, what's the so, what's the game that they should have circled on their schedule coming up? I mean, it's tough, right? Because you'd automatically say Highland Prep, but Highland Prep's not going to be a full strength January 12th. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I still like to believe that Highland Prep will be able to compete. Um, despite Highland Prep, I mean, other, an, another team that you might be able to not necessarily circle for Santan, but I guess for us, small ball fanatics is leading edge. They got them mm-hmm. twice. It's true. You know, leading edge, man. Weird things can happen. We've mm-hmm. seen it before. No, you're right. You're right. So, 
And when when leading edge is on, they're on. And so I mean, who knows what could happen? But if you had you look at the rest of Santan's schedule, if I had to predict, I think they go undefeated. I think they just kind of clean out the division or clean out their schedule. Is it fair to say that the hardest parts of their schedule are behind them, right? Yes. Yeah, like by far. That's what I was thinking. And they pass those tests with ease. Yeah, I know. So, so um, I mean. Santan Charter is still on, on the upward trend. They're doing really well. We'll talk more about some 2A schools here in a minute. And then we also hosted our own tournament here, the Yvonne Johnson Memorial Tournament. And there was a couple teams that we got to see that we were super impressed with. Uh, we just love some of the players they got, man. Uh, one team that we're super excited to see was Hopi. And, you know, Reyes, you put, I'll be the first to admit it, you put Hopi on my radar, and you kind of said, like, they need to be in our top ten for these reasons. They haven't lost to anybody. We got to see them up close and personal, and this is a team that can really go, dude. So why don't you do this? Why don't you describe to me Hopi using three words? Chaotic. Mm. Oh, man. How, how Hopi? The claw <laughs> hey if you know you know you, if know. you played against hopi a lot they've got a play called claw and they call it a lot and claw! it's very it's very claw! effective bro it got us a couple times god damn it dude oh my bad just freaking beep uh chaotic claw um persistent mm. yeah what about you? If you had three, well, ex- if, explain why you can't just say that. I mean, explain oh, why. Well, being able to watch them and then play against them, man, the chaos—it's like controlled chaos almost. They're they're a lot different from a lot of other res teams that we've seen. Um, mm-hmm. They're up in your grill majority of the time, ninety-four feet. Um, <laughs> dude, the loose balls, the crazy—like—they just make you force some dumb decisions, and they just kind of eat off of that. That's why I think it's kind of chaotic because the game doesn't look pretty. Right. The claw, just because we, like I said, we just mentioned it, they run the claw a right. hundred times out of 110 plays. And then persistent, man. When they're down or when they're up, they just keep coming. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. just, no matter what. Like I said, that game, when we played against them in the championship, man, was just a back and forth. We were down mm-hmm. 11. They were down 10. They clawed back. They their persistence. Pun intended. Very... They clawed back. That was good. Oh, I didn't even realize that, man. Um, yeah, yeah, man. That's, they, that's the... You know, like I will say this: like, are they? They were in their full court pressure and going to the chaoticness. I was actually thinking more havoc. That's the word that kind of comes to my mind, other than chaos. But I think chaos fits them well. They just like, man, their pressure, I was just like in disbelief. I felt like there was eight kids on the court for their team. And they were the just first, all over the place. In the first half, they forced 17 turnovers, right? I mean, 17. They were just all over the place. And it, they was just making it look easy. And yeah, I think another absolutely. word that I would use to describe them is anticipating. I felt like they were so good at anticipating where the ball oh, they, was going to be. Where the pass was going to be. Two players that I really want to highlight from them that were my favorites. Number 30 for them. Um, I didn't get his name. I know you sent me Jarius. the picture. But Jarius. Kid can shoot Thir- the ball. Number 30 gave us 30. Uh, he, he can shoot the ball. And, I mean, he is a shot maker. I mean, I think about. Some of the shots he was hitting was crazy, honestly. I know. He's just a shot maker, dude. So it was super fun to watch him play and compete. If I remember right, he's a lefty, isn't he? Or was he a righty? I think he was right-handed. Okay, yeah, I had that wrong then. And then another guard that I just loved watching was number ten. Um, he uh, Deontay. was yeah, Deontay, super athletic, great at getting into the lane, and just really tough at getting to where he wants to on the court. You know, so hey, um, how funny was it? We were like, man, we were number ten. He's like a freshman, sophomore. Comes we out thought he was a freshman. I was like, dang, bro, this kid's good. And they were like, senior Devon. I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes more sense. And then, besides Jarius and Devontae, uh, Hopi always had number 24. Just want to shout him out, Isaiah. He's kind of the bigger guard. He catches people off guard. He's got some moves, dude. Dude, he caught our big guy a little bit sometimes. But, he did. I was watching the uh, film back. I was like, oh, shoot. He's just a little bit like scary hours, dude. Uh, but, yeah, three. I mean, three tough seniors overall. 
Yeah, Ooh. so really cool. You picked Hopi to win in their region, and after watching them play <laughs> up close and personal, we talk about this all the time with coaches. It's one thing to watch a team play. It's another thing to watch a team play live, and it's a whole other thing to coach against a team, right? And I feel like you learn a lot about a team and their coaching when you coach against them. Like, that's a given. But Absolutely. after coaching against them, do you like your pick? For them to win that. Oh, game. absolutely. I think their toughest matchup is going to be Round Valley. And I think they kind of take care of St. John's. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I like it. I think their toughest match is going to be Round Valley. Other than that, mm-hmm. sure. um, I could see I, them winning I, out. I could see them winning out in their schedule. I could see them like winning out and then winning about. the tournament. Yeah. Absolutely. And shouts out to Coach uh, Baker, you know, for freaking. We put him on game, dude. How many tournament wins is this Hopi team capable of getting in the tournament? Whoa. All right, dude. It's all about matchups, right? I think rankings come out. I know it's all about matchups, but that's just Rankings come out next week, no? Yeah. Uh Rankings come out next week. But that's too easy of an answer, though. No, I know. I'm just saying. Let me me pull up the two-way real quick. Let me pull up the standings. Because I think Hopi, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, they're still undefeated technically. Mm-hmm. Like in PowerPoint play, right? PowerPoint play. I think they're going to be, you know, a top ten team. Realistically, I mean, I think I can see them getting two wins. So where does mm-hmm. that? Is that elite eight? I'm I'm going to get a little bit crazy here. Are you about to say the final four, dude? <laughs> you're about to say the final four, bro. That's what you're about to say, dude. No, what I'm what I'm going to say about Hopi though is and i it's not the same say it dude no just how, say it bro how cool would it be if they had another run like monument valley had like the magical mustangs the magical bruins the brilliant not bruins no nah, not the brilliant bruins i'm just saying they don't have the same type of players that of al brandon Bijo and roberto flores i get that but they have their own little take and feel. They to have them. like the little collective unit that they got, man. They're tough when they're all. They can play. So, I mean, I don't know. I, this is a team that, like, this is the best res team in the 2A. And, oh, I mean, by I, far. So, I mean, I would be, I would not want to be matched up against them. So, uh, anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to say that. Cause I, think I think, I know, I think a realistic is like a for sure. I think, I think they can hit the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think that's, I think that's fair, but I mean, like I said, we're going to talk about this. Would you be shocked? Would you be shocked if they made it to the Final Four? I'd be so shocked. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would well, have been th- a Think bad. about them if they get matched up against a team who is not used to playing against their style of play at all. Imagine them getting matched, matched up with like PCD or something like that. And, you know, shouts at the PCD for winning the Coyote, you know, basketball invitation. We'll talk about that. But like, yeah. imagine that PCD being used to kind of playing against like. You know, I don't, wanna, I don't even know how to say it. And then you kind of, like you said, go into the havoc with these Bruins that are just hungry and they just want to just literally eat you. Every I'm play. just saying, bro, like I, I cannot wait because they are going to be a top level team in the tournament. I don't see them losing uh, coming up into like the ending of their season is what I'm saying. Hey, what if Hopi made it to the finals, bro? Then we talk about the the same run as the magical Mustangs, bro. Like that's what we're, that's what we'd be looking at. So we wanted to highlight Hopi because we just we thought their squad was awesome and they were really really good. Um, let's get to Sholo as well because this was another team that we got to see Sholo. in the Elon Johnson tournament. And man, I tell you what, man, these Cougars they can shoot the ball, dude. Man, I mean, Coach Simmons got some. I don't know what they're doing for practice. I feel like they shoot for an hour. I'm not saying Maybe that more. I felt like, you know, I watched Valley Christian live, but, I mean, I'm just saying, like, they made every single shot that they put up, and they took really good shots. Uh, the kid I want to highlight is Preston Powers, number 11. He surpassed 1,000 points during this tournament. He's their 6'5 forward who averages 19 points a game, and, I mean, they're just a, a really solid squad that do some really good stuff together, very physical, and got some really unorthodox players, too, that do some really good stuff. Great coaching as well. Reyes, where do you see them in the East? I mean, I know you could pull up your own rankings. I don't even remember where you placed them 
And the region standings. In the region standing, I don't even remember. I think I had them like uh, third. I have Probably it right here. Third, huh? Yeah. So I, I have. Mean, oh, I had them fourth. I had Blue Ridge over Sholo, mm. but. So I okay, think, let me ask you this. So seeing them, you you've coached against both of these teams. Would you go back and change that? I don't know, man. Like I said, Blue Ridge. I mean, despite the Round Valley, you know stuff. Like I said, they beat a Coolidge, they beat an Alchese, now they play uh, this week at show at the Cougar Classic, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we'll, I guess, I'm just saying, Rob, I guess we'll kind of figure out mm-hmm. whether I'm we'll right or wrong about that. Pretty quick. And then they meet him again the 23rd, and then we'll meet him again February 7th. Um, like I said, we saw Blue Ridge play, man. I know this is about the Sholo run, but, I mean, Blue Ridge does have that number three guard and that number 35 uh, shooting guard mm-hmm. who I, I like those two players. And three is a tough uh, – he's a tough cover for sure. But like I said, Sholo's big. They're physical. They're kind of like – they're they're weird. They're awkwardly lanky. Like I said, they have a number 24. Okay, I know we're talking about Preston Powers, but mm-hmm. number 24, even though he really wasn't much of a factor like, during when we played against him, like something must have happened. Um, we saw him throughout the tournament, man. He was – he's just awkward. He was like Kirilenko almost, like just very yeah. unorthodox. I loved his game, though. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome, too. And he could shoot the ball. He, I mean, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I like Sholo, though. And as far as finishing in the rankings and stuff like that, I think they're going to be a top 15, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can see him getting a potential like playoff win for sure. Now, do I see them going into the lead eight? That's another conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get that. So you want to highlight Sholo and Hopi out of the tournament that we got to watch. Um, and then we went over to the Eastern Arizona Holiday Tournament as well. If you don't know who was in that one, it was a bunch of small ball teams. Fort Thomas, Valley Union, Pima, St. David, Thatcher, Morency, and Safford. Safford and Thatcher make it all the way to the championship. Thatcher wins 57-51. to 51. That was a fun game to watch. I got to watch about like three quarters of that, so that was cool. Um, Safford, bro, like... And Thatcher, like the South in general, bro. Like they're all. It's going to be a dogfight in the South. I'm not kidding. They're they're making a little bit noise. I I know we talked about how the South was going to be down, but then you look at the record, right? The top three teams, you know, Palo Verde six and one, Safford five and zero, Tank Verde six and three, and then Thatcher. Even though they're two and two, right? They had a. I mean, they said they went undefeated in the Eastern Arizona Holiday Classic, and we're talking about matchups and stuff like that. You know, against them against Empire. But they mm-hmm. also are going to be in the Cougar Classic as well. So yeah. I mean, I don't well, know, Safford, man. What I'm saying is like Safford's a good team. Like they're not bad at all. And like well, for, I mean, we I, saw I, I got the same in Round Valley a couple times, man. And I really like their guard play. It was a I know. very well coached. Well, and I wouldn't. What I'm trying to say is I wouldn't think that Thatcher at this point could compete with Safford. But man, they I mean they beat them and they played really well. You know, so I mean the South. Did you see Palo Verde and their score against the Gregory School? I did not, but I am going to pull it up right. Look at it. <gasps> did you see that, bro? So like the, the all the smoke tour, baby, it just I'm, keeps on coming, dude. So I'm just saying, the South is kind of crazy right now, and I'll just be interested to see who comes out of that thing. Uh, the thing that we want to talk about here to end off looking at these tournaments is the ALA Coyotes Coyotes Invitational hosted by Arizona Lutheran. And, you know, we did a whole Patreon episode <laughs> breaking down this tournament, making our predictions for the Final Four and who was going to win it. And Reyes Boy, will be the wrong. first to admit it when we're wrong. And, dude, we were wrong in this one. We uh, were so the, wrong, if you think about it. I mean, we we, were we got the wrong. we got the first matchup wins right. Well, yeah. We, 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 everybody got the, we, all, we all got the first matchup win right. And then... That next round is where we just kind of we butchered. It just fell off, bro. It was crazy. So Fallon Hills beats Heritage. Horizon loses to Phoenix Christian. PCD beats Northwest. <laughs> Desert Christian. That was the slaughters. biggest one. So, so you're looking at the scores right there, right? I can see you look at the bracket. Which loss was the most surprising to you? Like oh, Arizona Lutheran like, losing the Desert Christian, ninety-one to sixty-six. Are you kidding me, bro? Hey, and I watched that game. Um, the ALA Eagles. Had ALA had everybody. <laughs> ALA had everybody. There was nobody missing. Like, that's a legitimate win over an Arizona Lutheran team who I've said and I've had dreams about that they're going to win the championship. You know what I mean? Like, that's just a really good team. That's, like, one of the best wins in Arizona small ball up to this point in the season. 
Oh, absolutely. And, a, and like a confident win. Now, I guess not necessarily a hot seat. I mean, it could be a hot seat question. Anything can happen during the tournament and stuff like that. De- can Desert Christian reproduce the same output they did against ALA, say, in a week? I don't know, bro. I mean, my heart, this is what my heart wants me I, to say. I guess what I'm asking, I think you know what I'm asking. I don't want to sound disrespectful, right? Because I want to give all the credit to Desert Christian. Yeah. Was this a fluke? No, 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 no. It's not a fluke. Now, what I don't know... So you asking if it was a fluke and asking if they can replicate it is two very different things, right? So in this win over ALA, Desert Christian wins 91-66. to 66. Uh, You know, the last time we talked about Desert Christian, I mentioned you, Ray, and how you said that they were no longer a contender after their performance against North Valley Christian in the 1A. I, I did say that because, I mean, what Desert Christian did the Lutheran is what North Valley did to Desert Exactly. So, I mean, what are your thoughts now? And you said ALA had everybody. They had everybody, bro. Home game for ALA, too, 2 o'clock. So that's a nice – that's actually a really nice – dude, early afternoon games are so nice during tournament play. You're right. But they have to be in the contender mindset for you now. They now yeah, no, be. they jump back in it. And I don't want to keep going back and forth on that. But, man, like I said, that's a conf- – that gives me a lot of confidence, especially knowing that ALA had everybody. That's crazy. So here's what I'm going to say. Could they replicate this? I think they can, but like Jonathan Brown had 31 points. Dobbins had 29 points. And hey, he said had- Brown, right? Shooter, 55? Exactly. So so you can imagine, again, like you can imagine how that 31 was like, right? But like I think what this shows about Desert Christian is when they are on, bro, like they're on. They're on. on. You know, and I mentioned this even in the live post game show that we did on Patreon like like a week ago. I wouldn't want to play them in the tournament because you can tell, like kids like Jonathan Brown, Dobbins, like they have the ultra green light, and when they're on, they can get going. And this is what happened here. Obviously, ALA didn't play well to match that, and they end up you know running away with this thing pretty big. So I don't know, man. I I think they are they. Desert Christian takes third place in the ALA Coyotes Invitational. They have wins over Tuba City, ALA, Fountain Hills. They beat 53-48. to 48. Think about that. I never thought that I would be saying that at the end of this tournament. That's Man. A, that is a huge win, dude. Like, I don't even know what button to press. Uh, there. <laughs> I got to press that, right? Holy. Um, but well, something that does stand out to me about Desert Christian is they are, even though you have Jonathan Brown with 31 and Dobbins with 29, you usually have three to five players on their team that are in double figures. So and it was just very, those two. They're a very, balanced, a very balanced team, and I really like them. So this is a huge showing for Desert Christian and the ALA Coyotes Invitational. What I'm looking for... I can't even lie, bro. You know what? I, this is this would be my perfect scenario. This is actually what I want to happen in the one. Let's hear it, dude. I would love this. What if Desert Christian continued the rest of their season being kind of up and down a little bit? And then when they got to the tournament, they just caught fire and just continued on this crazy run and made it all the way to the championship, putting up numbers like this. Like 31 and 29, 27, whatever. Like all these crazy threes. I would love that. What is your question? I don't you know. Just t- <laughs> you just told me what you would like, bro. I know. That's true. I started with the question and then I just continued and said what I wanted. I guess your so. question would be, or what if Desert meets North Valley in the, uh, the finals again? Ooh. Or not again, but Ooh. meets. Dude. You know that it means that one of those two teams has to beat the Gregory School? I know, bro. That's crazy, dude. Hey, Smallville's freaking loaded this year, bro. And speaking it. of the Gregory School, I mean, Desert Christian, January 26th, dude. It's coming. They play the Gregory School. But before that, Desert Christian does have Madison Highland on the road, so they will have a chance to continue their really good play and get some consistency going at Madison Highland. But huge, huge week for Desert Christian. Arguably one of the best. I mean, not arguably. Probably the best in small ball. Uh, compared to like their performance and teams that they beat, so that's that's really good. 
Now, we got to go to PCD, right? Because if you don't know this, Phoenix Country Day wins. If you don't ALA know, Coyotes. now you know. What? <laughs> okay. Phoenix Country Day does win the ALA Coyotes Invitational. They have wins over Oriti Prep. They have wins over Northwest Christian. Desert Christian, again, I might add, and their first time they met was in that, like, triple-double overtime. And then they beat Phoenix Christian in the opener, and that spread was like a three- or a four-point spread. 57-53. In the championship game. What are your thoughts about PCD, Ray? I mean, they have if, been interesting. If you're, they've been very – I mean, if you look at their, like, you look at their schedule and what they've been able to do. I don't think they've lost. Oh, no, they lost the Heritage. Remember that? That was their opening after, of the season. After that, dude, they have not lost. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then you look at the rest of the schedule, Tempe Prep, Sedona, Glendale, Phoenix, Christian again, at Phoenix Country Day, St. John, Cicero, Horizon, CV, Mountainside, Veritas, Rancho, ALA. I mean, I don't know, dude. Is it fair to say that, you know, PCD has kind of earned their spot to be in a contender? I mean, how they beat freaking Northwest and Phoenix Christian, who, I mean, Northwest, we were starting to be talking about as a contender in the 3A. And yeah. They beat I mean, Desert Christian, who's a contender in the 1A. Freaking Phoenix Christian, we've talked about, is like just on the outside probably of that, right? I mean, so. We said that, we literally said that Phoenix Christian like stands alone. And guess what PCD did? They pretty much got like a rope and just brought it back into reality. It's just crazy, bro. So there's a lot so that, of disparity that's my question, going on though. Right now. Is PCD a contender? Yes or no? I would say yeah, they are. You always talk about doing a pretender versus contender series. I think they're a contender. I mean, you have to say that they are. I love. I, I wish what, we. I wish we would have done that. You think teens would actually got mad about that? I just you know it's all about positivity. It's not about being negative and saying well, someone's neg- a pretender is, is negative. Just funny. Come on, bro. That's negative. Like, hey, you're a pretender. You're not really hey, a pretender. Hey, bro. Grow some. Anyways, no, you're right. Uh, so, shouts out uh, to PC. Hey, shouts out to Coach Lewis. Shouts out to PCD, man. You know, like I said, they got it done. Uh, did I LeQuay. will say this. I will say this. Because I know what you're about to do, bro. I don't know why you try to do that. But, no, dude, I feel for Coach Meyer. I watched a couple of his games, and the man was frustrated all weekend. And... I can you only know, imagine, dude. I I felt for him because there was a couple games where, like, he was trying to sit down and he just kept jumping up and, like, getting mad. And then he'd sit down and then just jump up. And I just felt for him, man. So, it's Hang t- tough, it's Coach a t- Meyer. We got hey, man, it's a tough you, way man. to go, honestly, if you really think about it, right? It is. It's a tough one. So, those are the those were the tournaments and, and games and teams that we wanted to kind of highlight. Reyes, is there anybody else you wanted to highlight before we get into some matchups of the week? Ah, uh, no, man. I think, like I said, shouts out to PCD. Shouts out to other winners and stuff like that, dude. Great. Get just a good time of basketball tournaments, man. It's awesome. Okay, let's move into our matchups of the week. Reyes, I know you got some pretty sweet graphics for us, right? So you're all ready to go on that? No, I'm not. You're not ready to go? You said you were. No, I made the matchups, but I didn't make the graphics. Oh, dang. Okay, that's all good, man. We can still yeah, get into it. Good. Let's do our... I'm just like typing away. He's like, come on, give me some time. I'm texting you. What? You. I just text you. Wait, give me a second. <laughs> Every now and then, Reyes will text me and be like, stall. <laughs> All right, let's get into our matchups of the week. Hey, what is Hey, what you know what that reminds me of? You're going to love you it, remember, Do you know that movie, Crossover? Do you remember that movie? I know that movie. It's a good movie, it, dude. It reminds me of that. Like the, I feel like that song would be in that movie. And yeah, it's just You don't even know what this is from, but one day you're going to figure it out. <laughs> I have no idea what it's from, dude. <laughs> All right, let's get into some matchups, bro. You take it away. Man, so we're going to mention a couple teams twice just because some of their matchups are pretty good. So, Tuesday, Rancho versus Valley Christian at Rancho Solano. Okay. Mm, Not terrible? That's not terrible. It's never terrible to throw a Coach Trig squad in there. You know, like, 
That's not terrible. I I don't know. Score spread. If, uh, score it, spread. Um, I'm gonna give Valley Christian plus twenty on this one. Uh, I think I think they're favored even on the road. And Valley plus fifteen. Okay. Yeah. I I think I think they're definitely favored on the road. And I think the biggest reason why, and I don't want to bring up PTSD for Coach Trigg, but, like, I remember when Valley Christian played against Rancho in the summertime. And that was, that, that you know, Rancho struggled to, to keep up pace with Valley Hey, Christian, Rancho didn't so. have everybody, dude. Don't do that. I'm just saying. I just remember that. So, yeah. no, And I just think Valley Christian is, you know, we've talked about this. I've said this many times. But I think they're on another level. So, um, yeah, I would say I would say it's their favorite by, like, 20. No, I hear you. Okay, Morency at Round Valley. This is all on Monday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, Morency at Round Valley. It's in the Dome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the Round Valley Dome. Round Valley right now is 8-2. and two. That's without, like, you know, the tournament wins and stuff like that. They already played Morency in the Round Valley tournament. Round Valley, Round they're Valley one beat one. Morency. Round Valley beat Morency sixty-eight to sixty, and then Morency beat them fifty to seventy-one. Oh, whoa, fifty to seventy-one. Yeah, dang, bro. So I mean, this is at the dome. What's your thoughts? We on could this? talk about this for a second, actually, because this is something that we haven't talked about. But Round Valley had a returning big who was like six eight, and he was just going to be a freaking stud for them. Gosh, and I know. He, I think, the day before the season or like the week before the season, just went up and quit. Because he just wanted to do other things, you know. He wanted. He chose to, a different lifestyle, dude. Yeah, chose a different he, lifestyle, which is kind of crazy. Streets. It's just crazy, bro. Because that kid was huge. He was a stud and a huge factor for the team. Yeah, literally. So I mean, shoot, that score spread fifty to seventy-one, and then sixty um, to sixty. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Morency plus. Uh, Morency plus twelve. And both of those games were in the Round Valley tournament. Mm-hmm. Correct. That sucks to play a team two times in a tournament that you're also going to play in the regular season. That's trash. Hey, um, b- break the tie, dude. Yeah, I'd go with Round Valley, though. I don't know. I just feel something with Round Valley. When they, they've got some shooters that when they can get going, they can really they can really do some damage once they get some confidence going. So I'm, I'm going to go with Round Valley, but I'm going to say it's like plus four. Okay, not bad. Okay. Wednesday, speaking of the South. We have oh, Empire no. <laughs> at Thatcher, We need dude. to, like, we need to come up with a sound just for the South. It might be, know, like, dude. the Bad Boys theme, like the Bad Boys, Bad Boys, what you gonna do? But we have Obi taunting it. <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to Obi. Um, so, yeah, Empire versus Thatcher, man. I mean, like I said, Thatcher had a really good showing in their East. The classic, whatever, Empire mm. right now is doing a lot better than what they have been in the past. I'm just saying, I yeah, no, I, I like, like this, this matchup. matchup a lot. That's a good pick, dude. Great region matchup. What do you got for me? I am going to go with... I'm and the go Benson with Holiday. Okay. Yeah, what were you going to say about the Benson? I was saying the Benson Holiday Classic... Empire only lost to Babo by two. Mm-hmm. No, I saw that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go, I'm gonna go Empire, dude. So the only reason I'm gonna go with Thatcher is Thatcher watching them play. I mean, it's a classic Thatcher squad, you know, but they're really, really physical. This is an interesting schedule for Thatcher because they just come out of the Eastern Arizona Classic. They play Empire and they go to the Cougar Classic, so it's like one game that separates these two tournaments for them, which is kind of it's kind of nice, I guess. It's a lot of games over the break. I, I like Empire Thatcher. plus eight. I, I like Thatcher, and I think that's a good score spread. I, I'm gonna go like plus six for Thatcher, just because Thatcher is, I think is a little bit more physical than Empire is. I think mm-hmm. Empire is more skilled. And they have longer, lankier guards that are maybe more athletic. But Thatcher is very, very physical, and uh, I think they could. That's their advantage in this game, and especially it's a home game. I, I like that for Thatcher. No, I like that, man. Okay, I'm gonna go plus a Empire. Okay, okay who you got next? This, this next game kind of already happened, so I kind of hate that I'm bringing it up. But it was Lutheran versus at Heritage Academy. LA kind of already. 
you know, beat them over this past weekend. So, I mean, who knows? It's not a heritage, like I said, but I'm going to go ahead and go ALA plus, you know, plus 12, respectfully. Uh, we can move on from that, unless you have something to say about it. Well, I mean, well, let's talk about this for a second. You know, like for Coach Meyer, you know, obviously your team didn't have the showing that you wanted to have at this tournament. So, like, what are some of the things that you do to try to right the ship for them? I don't know. <laughs> Did you see me just face out for a second, big dog? I wish you were a head coach for a team and your players were listening to this and they were just like, oh, wow. <laughs> just like, uh, I don't know, dude. I don't know, yo. My favorite is when a team is getting blown out. Like, we saw a couple blowouts at the Yvonne Johnson. It was hey, a that team first that- day was rough, man. There was a team that was losing like thirty-five to seven at halftime, and one hey, of that's your players, team, dude. Don't hey, that's your favorite logo team, dude. Don't disrespect. no, that wasn't who I was talking about. But one of my one of my players was like, "Hey, you know, like, what do you tell your team? You go into the locker room, you're losing like thirty-five to seven, and I'm like, hey, y'all, it's the refs. That's all I'm telling them, you know. <laughs> oh, like, that's right, you did say that before. <laughs> but, I don't but, know if you're uh, Coach Myers. I guess like my thing would be like right. Like I said, you didn't have the showing. You finished fifth in your own tournament, which I'm pretty sure for them is just a huge letdown. Mm-hmm. I think you go into this practice just very detail oriented, and you're trying to make these kids disciplined, kind of reminding them what they're playing for, right? Like mm-hmm. they're not playing for you know the fifth best team in their tournament. They're they're playing hey, for a bro, championship. Can you put that? Can you put that plastic thing down? Like I said with your mic, bro. Like my God. oh my dude, I was just playing with something. My bad. But anyways, yeah, I just think that he's just gonna dial it back in, dude, and you know, kind of rip yeah. into these kids a little bit. All the details in practice. Hopefully, it translates into the game. And Heritage is a great test for them because Heritage is no pushover. They're no joke. And if I remember right, Heritage got a win over who? Who else did they beat in the ALA tournament again? Who Heritage? Heritage. They beat. Give me a quick second. I, I, had I feel like up. they beat Fountain Hills, didn't they? No, I don't think. No, Fountain Hills beat Heritage. Okay, well I must. I got you right here, big dog. Far. So Heritage lost, and then they played. Against Horizon and beat Horizon Honors fifty five to forty eight. That's a great win for them too, you know. So, and then they lost that Lutheran sixty eight to forty one. Yeah. Okay. So. So I, I think mean, that Lutheran needs to replicate that by thirty or more. Yeah, I mean it's a great test. Bury them. Whoa, it's a great test for them because Heritage is no pushover, but it is a team that they should be able to beat, right? So, I think that's yep, good. I okay, agree with you, on. man. Okay, Thursday we have. I mean, like I said, the, the last time this team met up, it was in the tournament. Gilbert Christian at Fountain Hills. Mm. I'd be interested to see how different this score spread is. Because in the first time meeting up, Gilbert Christian. That was our first live postgame show. Was that really? That was our first one. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. And they, it was, it was not a great showing, and Gilbert Christian r- really ran away with that one. So seventy-seven to forty-six, the last time they met, mm-hmm. that was November twenty-fifth, though. Now mm-hmm. they meet up again, January fourth. Okay, wait, let this me, is let January. Me. This is January fourth. Yeah, I mean, and then is this a game that our dog goes to? I mean, maybe you've been saying that all year, but you never put your money where your mouth is, dude. Bro, what? How many games have you been to? None, but I don't say I'm going to games. And I go to games. Okay. Um, hey, bro, what are you trying to do? Hey, what are you trying to do right now? Here's what I'm gonna say. I what think are you gonna Fountain say, Hills dude? is. I don't think the score spread is even close to that much. You think it's tighter? Yeah, I, I would still favor Gilbert Christian, but I would favor Gilbert Christian by like twelve. I like that. That's not bad at all. And is this no, is a, at Gilbert Christian? This is at Fountain Hills, dude. Oh, yeah. I favor them by 12, which is saying a lot for them going on the road to Fountain Hills. You know, I, I that that shows a lot of what I think about them because that's not an easy place to play at. I'm going to go Gilbert and, by nine. Okay, yeah. I just feel like there's just – with Coach Bonner, he's going to game plan. 
He's going to have like a, a better a better approach to things. I watched their team play a couple games ago. They look like they've got some cohesion going, you know, uh, maybe more so than even it was before. I know they didn't have an amazing showing at the ALA tournament, but they still look better. Their players look better than they did before, right? So, I mean, I'm just – I don't think there's any way that Gilbert Christian has the same type of showing against them that they did that first time. No, I agree with that. Yeah, so you have plus 12, I have plus 9. Um, like I said, that's going to be a fun matchup. And then now to head into the north, we have Page versus Chin Lee, and this will be at Chin Lee. Give me Page all the way, bro. Page by what? 40. No, I'm just kidding, not 40. Um, <laughs> g- give me Page by, well, I say plus like 3. Will the Sand Devils be, be able to handle the onslaught of Josiah Harvey? And his I think so, and, and I think the reason why they're going to be able to handle it is because, from what I know, it's still Josiah Harvey. It's not the onslaught of the Wildcats, it's the onslaught of Josiah Harvey. Uh, Page is a little bit more balanced. They've got they've got some really good things going for them. Uh, their big Tyree Stingley is doing some really good some really good work on the boards. He's a b- big presence down there, although he's not isn't huge. That fu- isn't that funny? Like a big presence. He like he's only like six three, right? Six yeah, two. if that, you know. So, I mean, he's a, he's doing really good stuff for them. Very athletic. I like Paige though. a lot. They're a dark horse in the north for me, for sure. I like. Well, I don't know if they're a dark horse in the north, but, I mean, they're a dark horse in the 3A. I think it's a better thing to say. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I meant. That's not what you meant. Anyways, so, Friday. This is where the... <laughs> you're, hey, you're a tool, bro. Um, Friday, we have... Ironwood at Valley Christian. Oh, this is at this is at the Trojans' castle, bro. I didn't know that. At the castle, dude. You didn't. The tell Warriors me that, bro. look to raid and invade Dang, the castle. Bro. You know, there's some uh, there's some knights in medieval knighthood where their um, tests in order to be graduated from a squire into becoming like an actual knight at the age of 21, they had to successfully raid a castle. I did not know that. Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. I know it's like a it's like a pass or fail thing for an exam, you know. Yeah. Um, so now we're gonna get into this in detail in our Patreon because our Patreon this week is gonna be a, <laughs> an in depth game breakdown. An in depth game breakdown on Patreon over this game. We're going to talk about keys to the game, matchups, give our predictions there. But um, how can you join the Patreon? Oh, dude, go to our link tree and any of our social media bios, and you can hit join the army Patreon here. Boom, click it. What happens when you join the army? Are you un- are you automatically enlisted? Are you going to war right away? I mean, once you once you're in, you're in, dude. So I mean, like you got to be ready for battle. Ready. You just got to be ready for battle right away, dude. Like I'm saying, man. Like there's no joking in the war, dude. Like we're in we're in the trenches, and if you're a part of the army, you know already. Okay, so can't yeah. get too much, man. It's like Fight Club. It is, yeah. You, you, one of the biggest rules you can't talk about it. Exactly. Except anyways, you have to talk so about I mean, it like I said. <laughs> Golly, so ALA at Valley—that's gonna be a, such a fun game. We'll Check out our Patreon for an in-depth game breakdown on that because we're gonna get into it. Okay, so just be on the lookout for that. Join the army, um, Rancho at Highland, and this makes it interesting now without Presley eBay. Dang, bro! So Highland Prep still has a size and athleticism advantage over um, uh, Rancho. Rancho. Uh, by far, like they still do, but I think I'm going to go with Rancho on this one. I think I think Rancho is this at Highland Prep, at Highland Prep, my man. Oh gosh, that's tough. I can't even picture Rancho playing there. Like that's kind of weird for me. But that is weird. Yeah, I'm a, even though it's on the road, I'm still going to have Rancho. I think I, I'm going to favor them by like six. I still think it's a really close game, and I think that the guards at Rancho are just a little bit more poised and a little bit more seasoned than some of the... Gosh, can I even say that? I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's I accurate do think, I'm going to go Highland plus 12. Plus 12? I think they defend the, the, the Badger Den. Dang, yeah. I'm still staying strong with my prediction. I And I, it's not that I'm saying that they're they're more poised or more seasoned, 
I just think that I would give a slight edge to the guard play over at Rancho overall compared. Right. To I think Highland that's Prep. all I'm trying to say. That's it. So yeah, and like I said, Highland Prep says Terrell Green, who's I think six six, whatever it is. So side yeah. advantage is still there. It does change things though, not having to deal with the Presley eBay. I mean, Rancho uh, that changes defense, a whole lot. They'll, they'll, I mean, I think one of the biggest things that does change for Highland Prep is their transition, right? Their transition mm. offense and their danger there. Now, they still have some things, but, you know, you're losing a big piece of that. So, Absolutely. Okay, we have Malk. This is all Friday, by the way. We have Malk at Heritage Academy. Heritage and Academy. And if you haven't been – huh? Heritage Academy. If you haven't been paying, let me just get this through. If you haven't been paying attention, Malk actually has been having a pretty good season overall. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they are six and one. They are number two right now in the standings. They've beaten teams like, um, well, never mind. Jesus, um, <laughs> I'm like looking at the schedule. Golly, uh, well, anyway, they beat some teams, yeah. So I was looking at Is that this PCD at heritage. Like, Is at heritage. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say heritage, dude. Come on now, don't disrespect the heroes. You're right. There goes my hero. Watch him as he What is your problem, dude? Dude, you don't know that song. I love that song, dude. The other guys, bro. Come on. Okay. I mean, I just mentioned this one just because, like I said, we kind of mentioned earlier. Lea at Santan. Yeah, I don't know, bro. You know I can't go against my, my dogs over there. I can't go against the runners, man. I can't either. I just thought that would be kind of a, not necessarily yeah. an interesting matchup, but, I mean, it's a pretty cool matchup in the 2A. But would you be shocked if Leading Edge ended up losing or ended up beating Santan Charter? No, I would not be shocked. I would be shocked? Are you kidding me, bro? I wouldn't. That would be crazy. I wouldn't. You're wild, bro. Leading edge has already proven they've done it before. They can do it again. You never know. But I'm going with Santan on this game. I'm not going to give a score spread because respectfully. Yeah, yeah I go with Santan Charter as well. Okay, Saturday is the big matchup for me, though. This is my favorite matchup besides ALA and Valley. It's Gilbert Christian at Yuma Catholic. Ooh. The Knights look to raid the, uh, what the, the, the Shamrocks, right? So what, the, mm-hmm. the Cloverfield? Okay, so hold on. I got I got to like talk to you about something like very realistically because like I I've been kind of thinking <laughs> about this. Let's hear so, it. So, okay, we we ranked Yuma Catholic and thought very highly of them, right? Mm-hmm. Northwest Christian goes over to Yuma Catholic and beats them on the road. So then we're like, "Oh, Northwest Christian is like up here," right? Well, after watching Northwest Christian play this past weekend, they weren't the type of team that I thought they were going to be. And, like, I picture, like, a Valley Christian, and I picture, like, a Gilbert Christian. There's a lot of separation there. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So, like, have we, have we like, pumped certain teams up and then caused, like, this inflation of teams? And as a result of that, like, now we're seeing some of the differences there. You know, Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying, dude. I just wanted to make a funny face. No, I think you're right. I think we, I think we did a lot. I think we did an in, uh, an injustice. By... Like, here's the thing. Like, like does does Gilbert Christian beat Yuma Catholic by like twenty? No. But what if they do though? If they do, then that means that it's like if we're going to do a small ball rankings, it's probably it's, like Valley Christian those... Santan Charter, like. Gilbert Christian, but that separation. Oh, hey, that, hey, that'd be fun to do like a overall small ball ranking. I know it would be cool, but I'm just saying. Like, I've been thinking about that. Like, no, I, I think know. we did it injustice, and I think it could bite us in the butt. But if Yuma Catholic proves what we think about them, because we already know about Gilbert Christian, we already know what they are. Right. Yuma Catholics right now is kind of on the hot seat because after this Gilbert Christian game, I mean. It's kind of smooth sailing. Let's just call it what it is, right? Is this at Gilbert Christian? This is at Yuma. Oh, gosh. In the Clover Field. Jason. Coach In the Clover Field, buddy. Oh, my gosh. You feel me, dude? I'm just saying, in the Clover Field. (laughs) 
What if what we if? made it to the end of the rainbow? What if there was a pot of gold? <laughs> there might be for Northwest Christian or for uh, for Gilbert Christian. We'll see. This will be an interesting game. Who do you I have think- in this one? I've got to roll with Gilbert Christian. Even though it's on the road, I have to roll with them. I'm going to roll with Gilbert Christian because, you know, I hype them up a lot and, you know, Keon Tago's on there, so can't go back now. But <laughs> that's not great reasoning, but okay. It's not great reasoning, but I'm just a fan. Yeah. I just feel like. But I think I... that a lot more. Who, who does this hurt worse if someone loses bad? Does it hurt worse if Gilbert Christian loses by a lot, or does it hurt Yuma Catholic more if they lose by a lot? I don't know, dude. I, this is it's tripping me out. Like now that I'm really <laughs> thinking some... about the layers of it, it's like, dude, this game means a lot. I feel like it does. Yeah, I think. I think, I think it, it hurts. It's hard to compare. Like you know, you never want to do that. You like compare. Can you put that plastic thing away, bro? I'm for real. Like it's crazy, bro. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hey, grow uh, up, dude. You grow up, dude, and just talk without playing with a plastic thing in your hands. It's not even a plastic thing in my hand, bro. You're just acting like a child. So, anyways, um, I think what's hard. What? What's hard? <laughs> I can hear you playing with it, bro. I'm not playing with it. No, I'm putting it away, dude, because you're freaking. <laughs> okay. For all of our listeners, it. I want to personally apologize for Reyes. He's got a brand new microphone, which is cool, but it like picks different. up a lot of different things. So as he's playing with things, you can you can hear it. You know, well, I guess so. he's playing with things, dude. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, yeah, but I think like what's hard for me is if Gilbert Christian loses big against a Yuma Catholic. Like I've seen Northwest Christian play, and like. <laughs> I don't know. It just it throws some things off for me, and I'm gonna really need to go to the drawing board and and kind of figure out what I think about specific the war room, teams dude. And teams, uh, yeah. So, yeah. No, that's a great matchup of the week, though. I love that one. I can't wait to see the graphic. Thanks, man. I think it's gonna be awesome too. Okay, is that it? Is that that's all the matchups? That's it, man. That's all the matchups for this week. Okay. Well, um, Ray, I think you did a great job picking some matchups, big dog. Thanks, man. I think I did a pretty good job, too. I know there were some duds in there, but hey, you got to show love to everybody, right? That is true. And before we get out of here, um, I do want to take a second and talk to you guys about our partners over at Cloud9 Sports. Um, They are a sports apparel company that is run by small ball coaches, and they're in the trenches just like you are. They care about small schools just as much as we do, which is why we love partnering with them. If you want to get, like, awesome return time, and you want to get like great deals on your stuff with really high quality, go over to cloud9sports.com and use the promo code all caps small ball army. Uh, you can also use the um, you can also uh, send an email to cloud9roger at hotmail.com. Let them know that you're coming from us, and I promise you they'll take really good care of you. You'll get 10% off your purchase, and uh, I promise you, you won't be disappointed with, a lot of promises, um, with dude. what you do. You what? It's a lot of promises. I mean, I promise, bro. Like we've loved you give them your word for all of our events. I give. Do my you word, give them bro. your word? You know, I'm from Texas, bro. I never lie. That's what I'm saying. You give them your word to say I it. Give, I give my word to say. I put it on Lou, like you always tell me to say. Dang, you put it on Lou, dude. That's, that's for real, guys. If you're listening, Cloud Nine, put, <laughs> put it on Lou. Okay, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, and we will catch you guys next week. <laughs>